In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Our Gospel reading today is that of the feeding of the 4,000 in Gentile territory, and it closely parallels the account of the feeding of the 5,000 in Galilee, uh, which uh, occurred in, uh, in, in Mark 6, 35 to 44. You know, the, the two accounts of, are similar in many ways, and some scholars believe that a single event was handed down in oral tradition in two different versions. Both miracles are set in a deserted place where Jesus feeds a huge crowd with a small quanti quantity of bread and fish using gestures that clearly foreshadow the Eucharist. And both episodes stress the disciples' lack of faith and both end with abundant leftovers and the dismissal of the crowd and a departure by boat. However, in other details, the incidents are very different, and so it is more likely that Mark narrated two separate events to highlight their similarities. Each in its own way is a prefigurement of the Eucharist and the messianic banquet in the kingdom of heaven. In contrast to the earlier miracle of the loaves, this time, Jesus takes the initiative. He has continued his ministry in the area of the Decapolis, and so great is the people's attraction to him that they have remained with him for three days with nothing to eat. Jesus is evidently satisfying a need greater than physical hunger, yet he also cares about their bodily needs. In the previous instance, his compassion was occasioned by their being like sheep without a shepherd. And in this episode, it is their hunger which causes him to be moved with pity. As if to test his disciples, Jesus presents the problem to him, to them. If I send them away hungry, they will collapse on the way. The Greek word for collapse, ekloulumai, is used elsewhere in the New Testament for losing heart or getting discouraged in the face of spiritual struggles. Jesus is challenging his disciples to stretch their faith. How will they respond in the future when people faint for lack of spiritual nourishment and when they do not have the means to feed them? Will they send the people away or will they trust Jesus to provide using whatever resources he can give them? The disciples' skeptical response, how can anyone fill them with bread here in the wilderness may seem strange in the light of the miraculous feeding they have already witnessed. But many modern followers of Jesus could attest how easy it is to forget the lessons of discipleship. Mark highlights the disciples' slowness to grasp the revelation of Jesus, not to disparage them, but to remind us, his readers, of the poverty of our own faith. Do we not yet understand that Jesus is the bread of life, and that he is able to multiply whatever we put into his hands. In the previous miracle, they had five loaves and two fish. This time they have seven loaves and a few small fish. Jesus commands the people to sit down as if reclining for a banquet. He takes the seven loaves and gives thanks. The Greek word is eucharistias, that is, he breaks the bread, and then he gives it to his disciples to distribute. In that process, the paltry amount of food mysteriously becomes enough to satisfy the needs of all. 
Professor Mary Healy also suggests that the different numbers in the two stories may symbolize the mission of Jesus to the lost sheep of Israel and the mission of the disciples to evangelize the Gentiles. But however that may be, we are surely meant to recognize in these miraculous feedings a symbolic anticipation of the Eucharist when Jesus would share both word and food with his people. In fact, the structure of our liturgy follows the same pattern found in these stories. Jesus first nourishes with his teaching through the scripture readings, songs, and meditation, and then in the Eucharistic prayer, the transubstantiation of the bread and the wine, and our participation in communion. These, uh, with these, he nourishes us with his own body and blood, that body and blood which was beaten and scourged and sacrificed for us upon the cross. And finally, as the baskets of leftovers vividly symbolize, when Christ feeds his people, not only is their hunger satisfied, but there is more than enough left over. How could it be otherwise, since the gift is God himself? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.